Welcome to the podcast, God Wants to Talk to You. 15 minutes of Bible talk hosted by a regular guy, ordinary non-church affiliated layman named Michael. (laughs) And that would be me. Welcome to God Wants to Talk to You. This is episode number two, and I have good news. Good news already in just our second episode that I am excited to share with you guys. I said in episode one that uh, I would be doing this podcast, and I'm doing it in faith and uh, just... You know, trying to reach some people and hopefully getting some people to uh, read the Bible more and to pray more. That is the sole mission of this entire experience for me. And uh, I give a quote from the Bible where Jesus said, wherever one uh, or wherever two or more are gathered in my name, there I am. And I looked at the numbers and this is, I, I'm so excited about this project that I actually am doing my second podcast the very next day. So I posted the first one. And I just put it up, and I know there's got to be a long time until we can get this freight train a-rolling, but I'm passionate about this project. I feel I was uh, told to do this project um, by by God, and and that's what I'm doing, and I'm using my gifts to hopefully, I just want someone to to latch on and someone to pick up the Bible and, and read a little more or, or find that love and that fascination with it that I have. So I'm so excited that I got up. I posted the show thinking, all right. And then uh, I looked and a few hours later, there's seven downloads. And now you're like, all right, you're excited about seven people. I am ecstatic about seven people. I am ecstatic about seven people downloading this podcast. And here's why. There's no promotion. It wasn't even really on all of the places you can get podcasts yet. I didn't even have the Instagram page up until I had already, I'd already posted it. And then I put it up later. So there was no, there's no promotion, but somehow seven people found the podcast and downloaded it and they listened to it. And I pray to God, they got something out of it or that they maybe picked up the Bible and they are going to read. We did John chapter eight yesterday. And so maybe they are. And, and I am absolutely ecstatic about that. And I tell you, I'm doing this thing, 15 minutes of Bible talk. I'll pick a verse from the Bible. We'll talk about it, and I will get out of here quickly. I know people have a lot of time, and I just want to encourage people, like I say, to pray more and to have some faith and to read the Bible because God wants to talk to you. I know that. I know God wants to talk to you. And today we're going to get into uh, Luke chapter 12. And I'm not going to do the whole chapter, but there's a few things I want to talk about in Luke chapter 12. And a, a main theme that that recurs uh, in that chapter is fear. We've all got fear. We're fearful. Like, what's going to happen? What am I going to eat? Do I have enough for my job? Am I? And we worry. We fear and we worry all of the time. And in this first part that we're going to get into right at the beginning of uh, Luke chapter 12, Jesus is with a crowd. And there's now thousands of people there gathered around to hear him speak. And he can look around and he can tell his disciples are freaked out. They're scared. And they're like, oh boy. So this is what Jesus says to his disciples at this point. And there's some just amazing things in this, this little little part of the first uh, part of chapter 12. 
Jesus says, be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight, and what you have whispered in the ear in the inner rooms will be proclaimed from the roofs. I tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that can do no more. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after your body has been killed, has authority to throw you into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. I tell you, whoever publicly acknowledges me before others, the Son of Man will also acknowledge before the angels of God. But whoever disowns me before others will be disowned before the angels of God. And everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But anyone who blasphemies against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. When you are brought before synagogues, rulers, and authorities, do not worry about how you will defend yourselves or what you will say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. And here's what I find in that that is absolutely amazing. How many times have you prayed? Maybe you're a newbie. Maybe you, you, you've prayed and your prayers weren't answered and you stopped. And you're like, well, I, I needed this and I really prayed for it and I, and I didn't get it. Well, the fact that Jesus himself, the son of God, these are the words in the gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are disciples of Jesus. And this is their story and their testimony. The fact that Jesus himself said to the disciples that God knows the hairs on your head, the number of hairs on your head. You don't know the number of hairs on your head, but yet God does on each individual person. The God has care for each individual sparrow in the field. I never thought that. I thought that a lot. I'm like, maybe my prayers aren't very good, or maybe I don't do it right. Maybe he's not listening to me. You know, maybe sometimes, maybe he hears some of some prayers. He hears every single word you say. You need to talk to God. God wants to talk to you. He wants to hear from you. He does know your problems before you tell him, but he wants to hear you ask. And it is amazing to me. That's a great part of this first part of Luke chapter 12, where we discover that God is well aware of who you are. God knows your name. God knows who you are. God knows how many hairs are on your head. And he wants to help you. He just wants to talk to you. That's what he wants. And why are the disciples so afraid? They're there with Jesus. Well, I'll tell you why the disciples are so afraid. The disciples now, think about this. They're getting ready there's a massive, massive crowd. And everywhere that Jesus goes, the Pharisees go. And they're in the crowd. And they're not there to hear the message. They're there to get Jesus. They just want to get him on something so they can have him put to death. This guy is, think about it, through the Pharisees' eyes, and I'm not defending them at all. These guys ended up ultimately killing Jesus, the Son of God. But that was all predetermined in the scripture and he ended up being the ultimate sacrifice and the last sacrifice that ever needed to be done and saved us all in that process but here's the pharisees they've got a guy he's an uneducated non-religious leader and he's getting a lot of attention he's out preaching things too that the jews aren't teaching at that time he's also doing miracles everywhere he goes and he's got a very very large following and many people are starting to say hey this is the messiah this is the king of israel this is the guy we've been waiting on for 
thousand plus years now. Like this is this is our dude. Well, you're like, all right. So what's so big about that? Now here's where this is a big deal. Okay, Israel is under Roman rule. Rome was, however, they're an occupier. They're only interested in the resources. They're at this point letting the Jews do their regular thing. So the Pharisees are still running the show in Israel, even though they're under Roman rule. So as long as they don't rebel, they don't rock the boat, Rome's letting them just kind of do their thing. As long as they pay their taxes and they can, you know, be set up there and Rome's still ruling it and taking all they want out of the place and keeping troops in there as a military, as a, you know, like a military base, everything's good. So if they people start to believe there's a king of Israel and things are going to maybe go bad because at this point, the true king of Israel is Caesar, the ruler of Rome. The Pharisees are starting to freak out because they're like, all right, everybody thinks this guy's the king. And if the Romans figure out that this guy's the king of Israel, they're going to come in here and put their foot down and they're going to abolish all the free reign that the Pharisees have at this point. So they're extra afraid of Jesus. It's not just that they're pompous, arrogant people that feel they're better than everyone and they've studied and they're this. And here's this guy that's the son of a carpenter that all of a sudden knows a lot more than even the best Pharisee there is. And he's teaching things a little differently. But... You know, Rome is oppressing the heck out of the Israelites, but the Pharisees, they got a pretty good deal going on at this point. Everything's pretty good with them. So that's why they're really, really bent on getting Jesus. They really want to get him out of the way. He is starting to freak people out. And as this massive crowd is gathered, the disciples that were with him from the beginning start to realize, wow, like the Pharisees are here. They're watching everything we do. We might get it too. We might get put to death. So... That that's where they are. That's kind of the perspective of the situation and why they're constantly trying to get them. But it is, uh, it's crazy. And and to think here he is saying, you know, hey, don't worry, don't worry, everything's fine. So now let's skip ahead a little further in uh, Luke chapter twelve. We'll go down now to verse twenty-two. And remember, I'm not an educated uh, person on the Bible. I'm a layman. And, and, and I wrote this stuff down is how I know these. I know the stories of the Bible. I'm very familiar with reading the Bible. But I can't remember what I had for lunch yesterday. I can't quote these scriptures. And if you can't, don't worry about it. it that's not important. It is not important to your faith and your salvation if you can quote Bible verses. You know what is important? If you read the Bible and interpret it and put into actions the things that you were told to do from the Bible, that's very important. But you don't have to necessarily know it's from Luke chapter 12, verse 22. Don't worry about that. And I don't know that either. So please be comfortable here. We are a very loose uh, product as as we discuss and, and move forward in the Bible. So here we are at Luke uh, 12, verse 22. And Jesus once again is talking to his disciples, who I'm assuming are afraid again. And we're all afraid, and, and we all have fear. They're fearing they're going to get put to death because they know that the Pharisees are after them. And Jesus says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. Do they not sow or reap? They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable are you than birds? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the wild flowers grow. Do they not labor or spin? Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes 
the grass in the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you? You of little faith, and do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it, for the pagan world runs after all such things, and your father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and those things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will never fail, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For what your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So here he is. And that's another great one about not worrying. Because how often do we worry? I worry all the time. And it's a sign of lack of faith. It really is. Because Jesus has just told us we don't need to worry. And think about that. Here you are like, do I have grocery money? Inflation's through the roof. Do I have this? Do I have that? We all worry about everything. And we don't have to. Birds don't worry. But here's what I will give you. And I think one thing that is overlooked sometimes when when we discuss, uh, especially this uh, verse in the Bible, is that... Here we have uh, Jesus telling you not to worry. He's telling you the birds eat. The birds have housing. The birds don't worry about it. They just go out and it's there. God gives it to them. Remember, too, there's another point in the Bible when we had manna from from heaven, which is the bread of heaven, which literally fell out of the sky every night and fed the Israelites when they had fled Egypt and they were in the desert for 40 years. Just was like flour that was on the ground every day and they could gather it and make bread and it, it sustained them. But it was God. It was God giving them the food that they needed to sustain. Now, they didn't have mansions and palace and life's, life wasn't great. They weren't rich, but they were living in the desert and they were surviving and God was keeping them alive as he said he would do. And he'll do the same for you. You don't have to worry. And I know it's hard to say it. And, and I feel hypocritical. Here I am saying, don't worry, everything's fine. But I worry too. I worry about everything. It's our natural thing. We are ye of little faith. That, that is us. And God's going to take care of you. He's going he's gonna to be all right. And you can't add to your life by worrying. You absolutely can't. It is something that we all do, and, and Jesus tells us not to. Don't worry. It's going to be there. But pray and talk to God and tell him what you need, even though he knows what you need. And don't be lazy. Don't pray and then sit back and say, all right, I prayed, and I'm, you know, here comes that steak dinner. Birds work. Birds get up in the morning and they go out and they work. They go out and they look and they look and they look and they find food and they get their food and they fly around and they, they're they constantly working. You don't see birds just sitting in their nest all day like, all right, where's my food? But they go out and work for it. But they also don't worry about it. They just go do it. And you need to do the same. You need to keep working. Work hard. Do what you can. And maybe if, if you're having a problem right now with money or food, something's going to come your way. But you just got to keep going. Or maybe a program's going to come in your way and then you're going to get some assistance. Maybe you're going to go to your church and there's going to be something there. And voila, there it is. God has answered your prayers. That food is there. God loves you and he wants to talk to you and he wants to provide for you and he will provide for you. You are worth more to him than the birds. You are. These are Jesus's words from the Bible. So that that's my quick look into uh, Luke chapter 12. And I am so happy to be on this journey with you guys. Thank you to anyone who has listened so far. I hope you continue to listen. The podcast, I'll, I'll get them in when I can. I'm not going to do one every day. I said now this is my second one in a row, but 
I'm glad that anyone has downloaded already and, and got us with us because there's more than two of us. There's more than one of us. <laughs> That's just, not just me. So thank you for listening. God bless you. And I will talk to you again next time we go into a 15-minute talk on a verse of the Bible. Can't wait to uh, see you there. And if you want to get to me, here's how you can do it. If you would like to contact us here at God Wants to Talk to You, follow us and reach out through Instagram at God Wants to Talk to You. Until next time, may the peace of our Lord be with you.